Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. Pleasure to have you with us here for another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio. Recording this program on Thursday this week, the clouds are just starting to clear out from that Wednesday storm, and uh, things are going to warm up a little bit, but it's going to take a while. We won't get to the 50s until uh, you're listening to this program Saturday, which is good news because we have a football game for uh, University of Utah fans up at uh, Rice-Eccles Stadium that kicks at 5.30 on Saturday afternoon, so uh, hopefully we hold off the storm again until Sunday or Monday. I want to bring uh, Russ Smith into the conversation. He was on the road last week and uh, made his yeah. way made his way back to the compound there in Sugar House. Good morning. It it seems to be a lot longer drive home than it is going. Isn't that always true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was a it was a great trip and mission accomplished. We got everything done that we wanted to do and came home with a, a cooler full of elk meat. Wow. Uh, Ranger, Ranger Stan up there. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk elk uh, an hour from now, interestingly enough, about uh, some big game uh, changes that are proposed anyway for the elk hunt in Utah. Our big game coordinator, Dax Mangus, will join us a little after uh, 7 o'clock. So, good we're talking about elk already this morning. Yeah. Remind me, was this a regular road trip or did you take the motor home? No, this was in the car. Okay. Yeah, a lot of miles to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, but you're back safely. I, I wanted to yes. uh, let our listeners know that you have a couple of satellite phones out there, probably some I don't even know about, but one of them is in the hands <laughs> of uh, a guy that we tried to connect with last week. He was on his way to Barcelona, I believe, where he was going to right. get on a boat and uh, cross the Atlantic. We've tried to make contact, but have failed so far. What's his adventure? Well, he's he's uh, shuttling a uh, sailboat across the Atlantic, and I don't know if this is he's he's not the crew. I don't think. I think he's the captain on this. And uh, so these are boats. They, was, these are boats that have been purchased by somebody that he's moving for them, or that's my understanding. Interesting. Now, <laughs> yeah, uh, that goes on a lot. That's a little business out there that people get involved in and sometimes they can they can shuttle the boat and also have paying customers on the boat to be part of the crew ah. 
So they you make know, they make like, money both uh, ways. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know that this is the case at all. So I'm not speaking on his behalf, but we're gonna get to the bottom of this at some point. Yeah, that's funny because uh, you know I've heard of people that do that with vehicles across the country. You've actually helped yeah. people move motorcycles from one place to another. That's right. And so it would make sense that people that have boats might need them ferried from one spot to the other, but not want to make that trip themselves necessarily. Right. Yeah. Right. They fly, they they sail to where they want to be, have fun, uh, party's over, uh, have somebody else take the boat home, and I'll get on a plane. I I love that. All right. Uh, So fingers crossed at some point we'll make a connection. We're going to make a connection right now with uh, Navidomskis, and uh, we've had a little challenge with the phone. I don't know what it is there in Kaysville, but it's uh, cracking a little bit, unless it's that bag of Fritos you're eating for lunch. (laughs) I wish. I do love Fritos, but no. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Navi's back this morning after uh, doing some fishing last week. I'm actually looking forward on our Fish Bite segment to get a little uh, update on how things went. Yep, yep, we're fishing that um, float tube class. Still has one more, I'm going to say one and a half more um, trips to go. One and a, we're hoping that we uh, get it done before the ice comes on. One and a half, what is it, how's that work? Well, I got a couple of uh, students who didn't get any fish this week, and I can't, can't have that. Yeah. So I'm taking them out on a special trip just for us this weekend. All right, perfect. Um, I had sort of mixed feelings. Now, obviously, I mean, we always talk a little bit of football when it's a Ute football day. Uh, there's a 5.30 kick, as people listen to, to us uh, this morning, a 5.30 kick this afternoon at Rice Eccles Stadium. For fans in attendance, I'm not so crazy about snow falling, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But for visitors from Arizona, it might be the best thing possible for our Utes, right? Well, it doesn't hurt, that's for sure. Um, you take advantage of what you got. We got a little altitude. Yep. We got, you know, a little weather, and we have angry players. So <laughs> that's what you use when you got it, and this hopefully Arizona gets frozen out. <laughs> yep. Uh, Utes up at uh, Rice-Eccles. BYU is on the hill, or excuse me, uh, in Boise today, and they're going to be taking on uh, Boise State, which is always a challenge on the Smurf turf. They actually have a better chance of snow this afternoon than we do here. And I just want to remind everybody that we have, uh, because we're the home of the Cougars, we have pregame activities for a 5 o'clock kick that are going to start all the way at noon today. Uh, So look forward to that. All brought to you by our friends at UCCU. You're going to love where you make. All right, coming up on the show, I already mentioned that Dax Mangus will join us. He's the big game coordinator for the Division of Wildlife Resources. Roger Eggett at Bear River Lodge, as always, he's a sponsor of this program, will uh, be joining us in the next half hour. So we'll look forward to that conversation. Navi will tell us about his trip last week, and then I do have a question about burbot uh, that I want to throw at you, Navi, because the Division of Wildlife is encouraging people to go to Flaming Gorge and take a few or maybe ten of a few <laughs> uh, home with them because they want to get them out of there. Yep, they do. Uh, this cold weather has also, and I'm glad that uh, Bob and Mark suggested this, this uh, cold snap has made them think about, because they are usually on the road themselves, what the important things are to have in the trunk of your car, just in case something goes awry. Um, Russ, I will ask Navi this in a second, but for you, Top two or three things you keep in your car just in case you get broke down somewhere? Well, 
we've been broken down for like two hours on the side of the road in Montana in sub-zero temperatures. And and we were glad we had a bunch of packing blankets in the back and lots of extra clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just you got to stay warm. It's kind of sat phone. <laughs> sat phone. Well, we had the sat phone, that's true, but our, our cell phones were working just fine, but nobody would come and help us. You know, that was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and a lot of that depends on where you happen to to break down. But the more uh, remote right. areas you're going to be driving through, the more important uh, thing it is to have lots of uh, you know uh, backup in your trunk. Some yeah. some of this list that Mark Wade sent me though, it's lengthy, and I kept thinking, I'm not going to have any room in my trunk for <laughs> any of the stuff I have to take on my trip if I keep that stuff in there. But it's funny, we keep a lot of this stuff in our garage. And it's taken up space when you could just walk 10 steps, put it in the trunk of your car, and it might save your life down the road. Um, flashlights, knives, those kinds of things. Anyway, we'll talk about that with uh, the boys, Bob and Mark, coming up. And then I was thinking of you, Navi, and I'm not sure you're going to be able to stay with us for this conversation, which is a little bit of a bummer. But Amber Palmer from Brian Head is going to be on with us. As people listen to the interview today, Thursday, um, or as they listen to it today, Saturday, I'm confusing myself at this point, um, <laughs> Brian Head will officially be open because they're opening on Friday this week because they got hit hard with that first storm, which is fantastic. Yes, it is. And then, you know, I don't know how hard it's hard, but it's pretty good layer right now. 16 to 18 from the first yep. storm that went through. Yep. And then uh, Matt in the uh, Weather Center here at KSL is talking about uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next week. So this pattern has really changed. Might even come in as early as Sunday, but four straight days next week that could have some snow. W- was there snow on the ground in Sugar House where you are, uh, Russ, when you got home? Yes, yes, sir. There was. The Sugar House is the capital of downhill sledding. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> yes, Sugar House Park, but. It it wasn't it didn't stay long like everybody else. I don't anybody has stuff still on their lawn. Yeah. I do. What's that? Okay. I still have snow on my yard. Do you? Oh yeah. All right. Well Yeah, I, but you make snow. Don't no. you have a big machine that makes the snow? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well they used to. When the boys were younger yeah. and at home, they'd make uh, full blown <laughs> ski movies in the backyard. I've seen them. Uh, that's real. <laughs> that is real. Yeah. And they'd have their buddies over and uh, some of those still live online, I think, out there on YouTube somewhere. They jump off the roof onto those things. How does a how do how do boys who have a mother that works in a uh, pediatric <laughs> emergency room get permission to jump <laughs> off the roof? <laughs> they do it in secret. <laughs> and mom gets to see the video later. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, some news of the week for you. And then uh, next half hour after we get you a news update, looking forward to Roger Egger checking in from Bear River Lodge and Trucks Power Sports Rental. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. 
I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Time for uh, some news of the week this week. Of course, the big news really is the amount of snow that has come our way. We've already mentioned that um, as these interviews air Saturday morning, Brian Head will be up and running for the season. But I also got a note, Navi, from Solitude that they had 31 inches of snow, and that was as of the 27th of October. Wow. And not only do they have what Mother Nature has thrown their way, but obviously it's been cold enough. They've been blowing snow as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if many of these resorts actually move their opening dates up a little bit. No question. No question. And uh, that's great news for not just skiers, but for, uh, you know, uh, taxpayers in Utah, for hotel revenue. That's great for so many things because when they can get open before Thanksgiving, it always bodes well for people that want to book their Christmas vacations to come to Utah and enjoy our skiing. Absolutely. Uh, one quick note here I wanted to make uh, that it's because it's happening today, and it may be actually too late today to take advantage of one of these, but there are a couple of Upland Game Youth and Beginner Hunts that are taking place. One of them is today, um, and it's down in the Cedar City area. You can find out more by going to uh, the Cal Ranch store there on Main Street at 750 South Main. But participants have to be 17 years of age or younger. Uh, It's a great way to get uh, kids started with um, Upland Game, pheasants, and and, uh, other things. And they actually prime the pump a little bit with some cage-reared birds that they get out there for everybody to enjoy. But it's the first of many that are coming up. And actually, uh, there's a phone number you can uh, call if you'd like to this morning down in Cedar City, 435-868-8756 to see if maybe it is too late uh, or you can still get involved with that one. But it is uh, happening today. Also notice this, and this was a release from the Division of Wildlife Resources, if I can find it here, about uh, as they put things to bed. We were just talking about putting the um, motorhome to bed for the Navadomskis family. Uh, for the winter, but they've wrapped up the 2022 boating season and the Division of Wildlife and the great work of the Utah Division of State Parks in cooperation with the Arizona Game and uh, Fish Department there sent out some numbers this week. Just impressive. They inspected almost half a million boats for invasive mussels. 66,000 of those were at Lake Powell by itself. They performed 4,200 decontaminations. Almost 1,000 of those were at Lake Powell. And the dip tank that was installed last year at the state line launch ramp down at Wawi uh, performed over half, 533 of those total 933 decontaminations at Lake Powell. Just a great example of the work that's been going on, you know, round the clock, really, uh, year-round to try and keep these invasive quagga mussels from spreading, which is... Fantastic. So hats off to, off to them for all of their work. Um, one more note here. Bryce Canyon. And I don't know about you guys, but when I buy things anymore, and that goes for my fishing license, it goes for the last time I reserved a camp spot up at uh, 
strawberry reservoir for my family. I did it all online. And Bryce Canyon is now going to move everything online. Uh, they announced this week that they're changing their overnight backcountry permit system for at least the 2023 peak season starting on December 1st, so a month or so away. Anybody who wants an overnight backcountry permit for March 1st to November 30th of 2023 can make a reservation at recreation.com. Have you ever, um, Russ, you know, we always get taken care of like kings when we go down uh, to Bryce yeah. to Bryce Canyon. We stay there at Ruby's. But I have entertained the idea of going down into the park and staying there uh, a couple of times. And this sounds like a great way to do it. Plus, you can do it several months in advance. Yeah, it would be nice. It's always nicer to reserve, especially when you're going to the trouble to camp, you know, so you don't end up with no place to go. Yeah. Uh, the switch to an online system will also give users a chance to secure permits up to three months in advance of an overnight stay, whereas there is uh, currently a 48-hour in-person window, which makes it a lot tougher for people, obviously, to uh, make those. A backcountry permit? Uh, by the way, at Bryce, allows you for up to 14 consecutive nights in the park's backcountry, uh, though uh, backpackers may stay up to two consecutive nights at any campsite, according to the uh, website. So, again, it's the same place you get your uh, passes or your permits for any other camp spot. It's just recreation.com. Navi, you use online, I'm sure, for a lot of things, including your fishing classes these days. I don't know why anybody would do it any other way. Well, I just use uh, email. I mean, you know with my fishing classes but yeah all right that's going to do it for uh, this half hour guys stand down coming up in just a few minutes we'll have another update of the news on the half hour as we always do and then roger egg joins us and nami has promised to give us a full report on uh, how things went for the class last week we'll look forward to that and finally learn where they were headed all of that's next on ksl outdoors radio Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.